Is this all there is? Is what you're currently experiencing in life all there is for you? The answer to the Christian faith is that there is much more to life than meets the eye. And that there is much more that you can experience in life. Turn to somebody and say more. More. But if the Christian faith is right in saying, no, this is not all there is, there's so much more, how do we make sense of Christianity in the 21st century? And that's what we've been exploring in these series of sermons. And this morning, as we look at the question, is this all there is? We're going to tackle the topic of why Jesus is not just a nice guy. And shockingly, this reminds me of a joke. (laughs) A new missionary is sent to a new city in order to start a new church. And the missionary sees on a sidewalk corner a group of really rough-looking young men. And so the missionary goes up to these young guys and he says, Hi, come meet Jesus. And one of the young men takes out a knife and says, you first. (laughs) That young man has a view of Jesus, which is very popular today. That view being, well, if Jesus is important at all, he's only important so much as it relates to what happens after you die. Now, certainly the Christian faith would say that if you're thinking about life, Death or life after death. Jesus is perhaps the most pivotal figure that you should consider. But to limit Jesus to just, quote, someday when you die, is to grossly misunderstand Christianity. Jesus. And how Jesus can be a part of your life right now. Let's be brutally honest and to the point. Nice guys are generally not nailed to crosses. Nice guys do not generally tend to both offend lots of people and inspire lots of people at the same time. Jesus was not a forgettable nice guy. Jesus was a wise guy. And I don't mean like, you know... I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse sense of a wise guy. Uh, let me try that again. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Not that kind of wise guy, though I must admit Jesus does have a pretty amazing godfather. No offense, Marlon Brenda. But over the centuries... Philosophers and plumbers, movie stars and novelists, great athletes and artists, addicts set free, the wounded made well, and a ton of other people, many of them like you and me, have had their lives transformed, changed, and inspired by Jesus. And many of these people being non-Christians. The great Hindu, Mahatma Gandhi, said this, 
Jesus was one of the greatest teachers of mankind. Jesus offers something for everybody, regardless of their culture or their creed. Jesus offers you something. And wouldn't it be foolish of you? Wouldn't it be foolish of you to ignore what Jesus is offering you? A person who has impacted the lives of so many people. For you to just leave that on the table of your life. To never take and eat this wisdom that Jesus offers. Or to drink this wisdom that Jesus offers. Wouldn't that be foolish of you? And this is a danger. Not just for people outside the faith. No, no. But for people inside the faith. It's a danger for me as a priest. I can be so close to all this stuff that I never actually take it into my life. It's a danger for every church goer. Are you in danger of missing something really important? Christianity is a way of life. Christianity is a way of becoming fully alive, becoming fully human. Christianity is about the joys and the sorrows of your daily life. Christianity is a way to God, who, by the way, is not an old man in the sky. And for all of this, the Christian faith looks to Jesus to set the example, to lay the foundation, and to lead the way. Did you know that the way was one of the first names for the Christian movement? Anybody know that? The way was one of the first ways that people referred to Christianity. The way. And for the person who believes in Jesus, the Christian, for Christianity, however much it might be helped by philosophy and theology, by moral principles and spiritual practices, however much it might be helped by very careful thinking, and passionate feeling. Christianity always comes down to a person, and that is Jesus Christ. A man went to the movies, and he sat down, and he was surprised to see in front of him there was a woman with her golden retriever. And then he was even more amazed as the movie went on because the dog laughed at all the right places in the film. And eventually the man couldn't help himself. He said, said, ma'am, I I am just amazed at how your dog is enjoying the movie. And the woman turned back and said, I am too. He hated the book. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of dogs... What do you call a dog who has no legs? Doesn't matter what you call him, he's not going to come anyway. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That that joke was in very poor taste. No dogs were harmed in the telling of that joke. So let's get bark, I mean, let's get back to the way, your life, and the person of Jesus. So one of the very unique beliefs that Christians have, that Christianity proclaims, 
It says that Jesus is not just a great prophet, not just a great teacher, not just a great moral example. I mean, lots of world religions and spiritualities could affirm that. In fact, a lot of atheists could affirm that. Christianity says, yes, all those things are true about Jesus. But it also says that Jesus was and is God's son. That Jesus was and is God's son. The second person of the Trinity. Father, Son, Spirit. God become flesh. God become human. The person who in his very self connects divinity with humanity. Talk about the greatest drama to ever stagger the imagination. The theological word for that is incarnation. Turn to somebody and say incarnation. incarnation. And that's actually what Christmas is about, folks. That's what is being celebrated at Christmas. Not just the birth of a baby boy, but the birth of God in a unique and special way into the world. Now, if you have a lot of questions about that, you maybe have some doubts about that claim. Maybe you just need some time to process all that. Well, that's okay. And that's what people have been doing for centuries. All over the world, all sorts of people. They've taken time to ponder and wrestle with all of that. Part of developing an adult-level faith, and not being a childlike faith in the negative sense for your whole life, you've got to develop. You've got to think. There's heart work. There's mental work. And you're developing that grown-up faith. Unfortunately for me, or I guess unfortunately, growing up in my home, the name Jesus was pretty much never mentioned unless my atheist father hit his thumb with a hammer. <laughs> and my, the church that my mother brought me to really did not particularly stress Jesus either. I mean, I learned a few Jesus stories in Sunday school. That was bad. He was not stressed. And so my own journey of faith has involved lots of doubts, lots of questions, lots of reframing. And before I seriously committed to Christianity, I heavily experimented with other world religions and spiritualities. Tried out all kinds of stuff. And if that's been part of your journey, that's okay. Or if you've always had a sense of knowing Jesus since you were a kid, that's okay too. In fact, that is a gift to treasure. Something to keep in mind, by the way, for those of you who are parents, or grandparents, or godparents, when it comes to the kids in your life. Or the kids that you hope to have in your life someday. But even if you're not really sure yet or sold yet on this whole Son of God business, well, we've already established that Jesus is one of the greatest moral and spiritual teachers the world has ever known and has inspired and changed the lives of countless people over the centuries. Why not you as well? Why not you as well? Jesus offers forgiveness of sins. Jesus also offers something called salvation. How many of you have heard that before? 
Salvation is a gift, a grace, a help, a power. It's basically Jesus pulling you into the powerful orbit of God's love. Not just so you can be with God someday after you die. No. But so you can be with God now and experience God now and experience more in your life now. Not just on Sundays, but every day. Not just life after, but life right now. Turn to somebody and say, right now. One author put it this way. Listen carefully. The Christian is a person who says, yes, Jesus, I will follow you. Yes, Jesus, I need a power greater than myself in my life. I can't overcome all my failures on my own. Yes, Jesus, I will strive to follow your way of love. I will fail and I will seek your forgiveness. I will struggle and I will seek your guidance. I will walk with others in learning and living this way of life. End of quote. If you've ever said words to that effect in your life, raise your hand. We say it a lot when we reaffirm our baptismal commitment. That's essentially the baptismal commitment right there. And right now, as we sit here in this room, if you can say words to that effect in your heart, if you're saying, that's what I want for my life, that's who I'm trying to be, I am a Christian, that's what I want for my life, raise your hand. That which is some of us just did, that's a profession of faith, or that's a recommitment to faith. And some of us may be thinking about that, and that's fine. But thank God for that recommitment there. Is this all there is? That's what we've been hearing. The Christian faith tells us that there is so much more to life than meets the eye. But you know, we've only scratched. We've only begun to scratch barely Christianity. And barely these three topics. Why religion is not just about Sundays. Why God is not an old man in the sky. And why Jesus is not just a nice guy. We just scratched the surface. But Christianity says if you want to begin to experience more for your life, more for the people you care about, more for the life of the world, then begin to get to know Jesus and the people of Jesus. Or take the next step with Jesus and the people of Jesus. Or we could say God and God's people. What might that next step be for you? And here's the thing. Here's the big question that is always going to be in the back closet of your mind and heart. What are you ignoring? What are you leaving on the table? What's the wisdom you're not imbibing into your life? The question being, what are you ignoring and leaving on the table in your life when it comes to knowing and following Jesus? Amen. Amen.